Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good! Let's it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado State. But if you can't run it at all, then you can't win. So, I mean, like, that's not going to happen. Those guys are dynamic. We're going to feature them. We're not dummies. You just got to learn how to run the football. Or you give up on running the football and go find a team that's won a championship that can't run the ball. You won't find it. You got to play defense and don't play defense. You got to stop it. So we've got to get better there. And we've got to get help to help us stop and run better. We got to run the ball better. This is not complicated. And, you know, everybody today wants to just hear about, oh, get it here, get it here. That's fine. But you have to have the ability to run it. That doesn't mean you have to run it 100 times a game, but you have to have the ability to run it in the most critical moments. Move the chains. And that's what we're going to do. Is that a tough balance to strike, especially in spring ball, where you're trying to, you know, emphasize physicality, but also, you know, keep everybody healthy? No, no. Spring fo football is made for this. It's made for physical, tough, hard-nosed fundamentals, tackling. That's what spring football is for. Again, who wants to talk around to me in the sport and say, you know, oh, we're going we're to work on our toughness? Come watch a practice. You'll figure out if they're working on their toughness or not. That's just the way it is. There's no shortcut to this. So it's going to be like this every day. That's what I told him today. Get ready to come out here Thursday. It ain't going away. Better embrace it. We're going, to, we're going to really learn how to have a physicality to us. Otherwise, why do we keep talking about that team up north? I mean, why talk about it if you don't want to do the work to exceed it? Hey, what's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. It was pro day this morning. There were 10 prospects that worked out for the scouts in total. In total, there were 24 scouts. One thing I did notice, I didn't see anyone from the Denver Broncos. That doesn't mean that the Broncos were not there, uh, but I did not see anyone from the Broncos there. That said, it could just be because, you know, they'll always host their own locals day. If there's anybody from CSU that they really want to get a look at, they could always host them down the line. That was one of the things that Jamal Hicks talked about today. He said he hopes he gets to participate in a locals workout. I hope he gets that chance as well. Jamal actually did pretty well today, all things considered. Wished He told us that he wished he did better on his vertical, but unofficially ran a 4.5940, put up 17 bench reps. That's solid for a defensive back. 17 is really solid. A four five nine is you know kind of right where he needed to be in that safety range. Obviously, that's unofficial, uh, but overall, pretty good day for him. We're going to talk about that. The audio that we played, obviously, that was from Steve Adazio yesterday. Briefly, going to talk about just spring ball, what's been going on as well, and then the NCAA tournament finally have a ruling. Uh, it looks like as of now, it's not being canceled, but there will be no fans. This is crazy. I mean, it's absolutely unprecedented, but. It feels like the right decision. You know, I just, ah, I'll talk about it more later, but just a weird, weird situation. Before we move on, though, I do need to mention that the DNVR Rams podcast is presented by Bojo's Pizza, Bojo's Colorado's own mountain pie right now. 
All you have to do is mention DNVR and you can get a free honey cheesy bread with the purchase of any entree. Free appetizer? What? Yes, I'm serious. Guys, whether you're cheap like me or not, this is a deal you're going to want to take advantage of. Free honey cheesy bread from Bojo's? Score. It's probably where I'm going to be this weekend, to be honest. Watching a little bit of, well, I don't know. Depends on how hard I go on Friday. Uh, Friday, obviously, the grand opening of the DNVR bar. So, so stoked about this. But uh, it, it's going to be a fun weekend, regardless of where I end up. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk a little bit of football. Steve Adazio emphasizing that, you know, once again, running the football is going to be a priority. I actually was not here for the scrimmage because I was traveling back from Las Vegas, but from what I was able to gather, he was not thrilled with how they ran the football in that. They'd kind of gone back to fundamentals, gone back to basics this week. Yeah, and if you could if you could hear by the tone, he, uh, he, he wasn't stoked about some of our questions. I'll say that. It's always interesting to me, you know, football coaches, it's like they, they don't let people into practices and then they get annoyed by the questions they get asked. I, I don't know. seems like you could kind of fix that. But uh, then again, you know, I, I can't exactly say that all these questions were reinventing the wheel. So I don't think it was like anything personally or, or anything like that. But, you know, based on the, the tone of the audio, I think you could tell a little bit abrasive. Uh, but I think it's also just he's a direct dude doesn't have a lot of time for for nonsense or anything like that gonna be interesting though just gonna be interesting to see uh, what kind of relationship he ultimately has with the media so far it's been fine I'd say I mean he's a he's a guy if you ask him he's gonna give you a direct answer if if he doesn't love your question he's definitely not gonna you know play any games for you or anything like that certain coaches uh, you can tell like they'll they'll play the game a little bit more uh, just recognizing like well this, this bite might get used somewhere. Other coaches, they're more, you know, straight and to the point. Adazio definitely falls under that category. You know, like he said, they're, they're really emphasizing on being a, a physical football team. I like that he brought up Wyoming because I think that's a great point. I mean, he, he constantly keeps getting asked about, you know, oh, are you going to get the ball to the skill guys? Are you going to get the ball to Warren? Are you going to get the ball to Dante and Trey? And as he said in that, you know, well, yeah, no, duh. Like, obviously, they're studs. But his main point is that, you know, if you can't dominate the line of scrimmage, if you can't dictate how the game is being played, you know, down in the trenches, then you're not going to be able to get the ball to your skill players. And I definitely agree with that. So I'm, I'm really intrigued by, you know, kind of what they're working on right now. Obviously, a ton of size coming into the program. You have a ton of size coming up, guys that, you know, hadn't, played last year but are you know now sophomores juniors whatever it may be so I'll be I'll be curious to see you know maybe CSU is just going to be a lot more physical next year it's it's something they've they've lacked I felt like over the years you know you you look at a team like Wyoming the reason they've beaten CSU it's it's not because they have superior talent because that's that's definitely not the case it's it's effort you know it's it's physicality it's doing the little things and it seems like Adazio is really, really just driving that home. Like whether they're the the most skilled team or not, I don't know. But they're they're definitely going to try and be the the most physical team, and and I think that's encouraging. So so far so good. I would say on that front, really really intrigued to see what happens with the rest of spring 
practice or I guess whether it's going to happen or not, you know, at this point, it's looking like, you know, CSU may close down campus. There's a real possibility that classes for the rest of the semester are going to be online. As a student, like I would have loved online classes. I took some online classes anyways, just when I was, you know, working at the collegian and stuff, I was usually super swamped and getting to class sometimes was, was a priority that I would, I would push back. So I, I enjoyed online classes. I'd be a little annoyed if it was like, if some people just really can't focus on that setting. And so it'll be, it'll be, it'll be weird. I don't, I don't really know what else to say. I, I, there was no situation like this when I was in school. I, I can't really think of anything other than like the swine flu, but you know, how, how does CSU football respond then? If, if there's no class, are you still going to have spring practice? If so, will it still be open, you know, for press availability? All of these things, you know, it's, it's just going to be weird to navigate. We're in uncharted territory at the moment, and it's really going to have a big impact on sports, you know. We, we already have the NCAA tournament. There's, there's going to be no fans. You know, I'm, let's, let's just, just talk about that. I will talk about Pro Day in just a sec. I know a lot of you are listening to this podcast specifically for that pro day information, but the NCAA tournament, this is huge news. And part of me is like, ah, oh, this sucks. It, it totally sucks because it's going to take all of the energy out of the games. I mean, the fans are a huge part of it. It's not like it, it won't still be worth watching. I, I watch, you know, scrimmages, practices. It's, it's basketball is basketball. It's going to be interesting. These guys, they're still going to want it. They still want to win. But it's just, it's not going to have the same juice. It's not going to have that same feel. It's going to, you know, it's going to feel like you're watching, you know, a, a closed scrimmage or, or something like that. And, so, you know, to an extent, I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks for the fans. And then part of me is just like, you look at what's happening in Europe and Italy. And I mean, they literally in Italy right now, I was, I was reading an article on the Atlantic and like they're, they're trying to decide if, if they should even, admit certain patients in if they're too old because they just they don't have the they don't have the resources so it, it's cu- coming down to like do or die and and that's that's crazy so it's like when you think about it in that term like getting upset about a basketball game it's like where are our priorities all around the world they're they're canceling events and they're taking proper precaution and here in the U.S. we're like you know, what about our basketball tournament? And and I'm guilty of this. I'm, I'm extremely guilty of this. I love March Madness. It's, it's my favorite sporting event of the year. I say it all the time and, and I'm really excited for it even still, but it's just a weird, weird situation. And I don't really know what to expect. I'm glad that as of now, they're still going to hold it. Uh, the CBI is not going to happen. The college basketball invitational that came out today. That's a huge bummer because it probably means that CSU isn't going to get an opportunity in the postseason. We'll see. The CIT, which is another one of those lower tournaments, uh, they released a statement that they are considering it. So, or as of right now, they are they're they're considering moving forward. Those games are all streamable on the ESPN app. So even if fans weren't allowed, you know, maybe CSU could get into that. We'll we'll just have to see. Even if they got an invite, we don't even technically know that they'd be allowed to play. I mean, CSU has a has a travel ban right now for all official university things. The lacrosse team, they canceled the rest of their season. It's it's just such a weird, weird situation. I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not criticizing anyone for taking proper precaution. 
it's unfortunate for seniors and people like that who are having their seasons interrupted. But, you know, like I get, like I said before, I just, I don't really know what else you do. You don't want to get sued. You definitely don't want people to, to get sick and you don't want this to spread anymore. I mean, it's already rapid spreading. It's, it's pretty scary stuff. It's, it's definitely scary. You know, at, at least as of now, we're still going to have March Madness. It's not going to quite be so mad, but we'll still have some college basketball. CSU's postseason future up in the air. I, you know, I hope they get a chance to play. Even if they get that invite, like I said, I'm not 100% sure they'd be allowed to play just given that CSU has this travel ban. But what a weird, weird time to be alive. We're going to talk about Pro Day here in just a sec. But before we do, I want to acknowledge our partners over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breck, a fine little watering hole down in Littleton. Such amazing variety. Right now with the Breck Beer Locator, it takes all the inconvenience out of beer shopping. I'll tell you, I hate the awkward pace when you're in the liquor store and you're walking up and down the beer aisle and you're staring, you up and down, do I want this? No, do I want this? No. All of that goes out the window with the Breck Beer Locator. I can just hop on there. Man, where can I find the nearest Imperial Stout? Boom! Right there. Okay, 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 okay. Did I sound like Tyler, the creator there? That's what I was going for. Let's talk a little bit about Pro Day. Like I said earlier, 10 people participated. We didn't actually get any sort of official list. Um, so why, I don't know. But here are, based on my notes, the people that were participating. Philip Jam Bomback, Anthony Hawkins, Jamal Hicks, Jalen Bates, Jeff Taylor, Andre Neal, Braxton Davis, Josh Griffin, Tron Folsom. Those nine I'm 100% sure on. Uh, the 10th the one, I, I believe Jamori Fox. I didn't get to verify. He was really on the other side. Uh, kind of tough to see, but based on, you know, he's a senior, there, there weren't a whole lot of people uh, that could be that size. So I, I believe those are the 10 people that participated. There were 24 NFL scouts. Like I said earlier, I don't believe I saw anyone from the Broncos. If they want to come back and, and see somebody, they can always host them on the locals day. You know, I talked a lot about yesterday. This this is kind of a weird situation because there aren't a ton of like ideal NFL prospects coming out this year out of CSU. You know, there's going to be definitely a couple of guys that get some looks, whether they ultimately get drafted or not. You know, I'm not sure. I would say Jamal Hicks and Jalen Bates probably have the best chance of getting drafted of anyone. Those two guys, I feel very confidently, will get. You know, even if they don't get drafted, will will sign. You know, right after the draft, they're they're definitely guys that deserve looks. They're guys that have the potential to play at the next level. We'll just have to see how they pan out. A couple other guys, you know, Bombeck maybe. He he really had a, a pretty dominant season. Really showed that he has the ability to get after the get after the quarterback. Solid tackler. He's a little bit undersized, you know, so I, I'm not 100% sure on him. I'd be I'd be kind of surprised if he was on an NFL roster, but I do think, you know, maybe he'll get some looks. Hawkins, you know, it's another situation. He's versatile. He, he played defense, offense, and special teams, but he never really was able to, you know, kind of find his, his groove as like a lockdown cornerback 
could he be a special teams guy just because he's he's pretty athletic. I mean, he could return kicks. He did that a little bit for CSU. You know, maybe he can make his mark that way. Maybe he develops into a, a more consistent DB or or maybe he moves back over to wide receiver. His plan, He worked out uh, offense and defense today, so that's definitely a possibility. He, he didn't get a chance to run any routes, which for him, that's kind of a bummer, but they didn't have a quarterback. Apparently, Patrick O'Brien was in class, couldn't get out of it. You know, so that, that's unfortunate for Hawk because I think he probably could have benefited from that. Other than that, you know, maybe Tron Folsom, uh, the Troy transfer, could get some looks. Today, he was working out actually with the defensive backs. Looked like he ran his 40 pretty well. Like I said, we we weren't right by the scouts like we have been the last couple of years. So, you know, we could kind of unofficially hand time things, but a lot of these are are pretty unofficial. But it it did look like Folsom ran pretty well. Also, looks like he did okay in those defensive back drills. You know, maybe he's a guy that they could, you know, convert to a a safety, a strong safety. I don't know, or a, a nickel corner, something like that. I'm not sure. He's he definitely moves well for a linebacker, but it's it's kind of like Bombeck. He's he's just a little undersized. He's kind of in that in between range, and there's a lot of guys like that. So ultimately, a pretty good day for Jamal Hicks and Jalen Bates. Going to play some audio from Jalen Bates at the end of the podcast. Also working on a, a pretty cool story about Josh Griffin. Uh, he he definitely gave some great quotes today. I'm not sure that Josh is is gonna you know have a chance to to ultimately be in the NFL or not. His story is very very inspiring though, and I think people are really gonna be uh, intrigued by this one. I think they're gonna enjoy it a lot. So I'm, I'm looking forward to writing that one. Looking forward to telling that one. Uh, no Marvin Kinsey today. That was definitely a I guess a storyline. He was suspended from team activities you know, in the middle of the season last year, I don't think that status ever changed technically. So it, it would have been a little surprising if he was there, but I just thought, you know, maybe if, if Marvin came clean about his suspension or maybe if he went to CSU and was like, Hey, I just, you know, I want an opportunity and then I want an opportunity to explain myself. I don't want to speculate what his suspension was about. Pretty sure. I know I'm pretty sure most people know, but I don't think it was anything that, you know, NFL scouts would would really freak out over if they were if they were interested in signing him. So, I don't know. I at the same time, if if NFL scouts were really really that interested in Marvin, he probably would have worked out at Pro Day because they probably would have told CSU and CSU probably would have reached out to Marvin because at the end of the day, you know, regardless of what happened here at CSU, they still want as many former Rams representing CSU in the NFL as possible. But I, I did think it was interesting that Marvin was not here today. And I'll be curious to see what happens with him moving forward. You know, he's a obviously a tremendous athlete in the, in the open field. He was very quick. He had the ability to make guys miss. It's, it's kind of a shame that it all played out the way that it did. I wish him the best, and I hope that he's ultimately able to get that chance down the line but he's going to have to earn it. So that's what it ultimately all comes down to. All in all, to use a a middle school paper conclusion, does everybody remember that being back in like grade school or middle school or high school? I don't know. But the all in all or in conclusion, it was 
not that exciting of a pro day, kind of uneventful. We kind of knew that going in. It, it yeah, I mean, I, I think Jamal really did a, a decent job of of helping his own cause. He ran really well. 17 reps is definitely ideal for a defensive back. Don't have an official uh, on his vertical. Unofficially, I, I heard somebody say 33. If so, that would be, you know, a couple inches below average, but also, you know, maybe he could do better than that at a, at a local pro day. A lot of that stuff is is all kind of not fluky, but it can just fluctuate a lot by the day. I mean, Jamal especially talked about how nervous he was for this pro day. You know, nerves could could definitely impact you on something like that with a twitch where, you know, you have to get the movement perfect. And it is a lot of pressure for a guy like Jamal. You know, he didn't get that opportunity to, you know, play in postseason. He's a guy who, when you look on film, he's a thumper, a great tackler. I think that, you know, ultimately he's, he's probably going to have a pretty decent chance to to make a roster down the line, I don't think he'll get drafted. I do think he'll sign 269 total tackles in his career. That's pretty good. You know, only nine pass deflections, but I feel like he did kind of come into his own in pass coverage, especially this past year, a little bit at the end of 2018 as well, but especially, you know, this, his past senior season, he's a guy who I'm definitely rooting for has a, has a young daughter. And I just, I don't know, he's, he's been a good ambassador through some tough times, always was good to the media. You know, there were there were times where he was kind of quiet, but it was never because he was standoffish or anything like that. And he, he's just a good dude. I'll, you know, honestly, I'll say that about, you know, everyone that I interacted with today. I didn't get to talk to everyone, but, you know, Jalen Bates and and Anthony Hawkins and, and Jamal Hicks, these are all good guys. I'm rooting for all of them. Just because I said, you know, I don't think that they're necessarily going to get drafted doesn't mean that I'm not rooting for them. That's definitely not the case. And, and just because you don't get drafted doesn't mean that you can't carve out a nice NFL career. I mean, how many times have we seen that? Look at Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett didn't get drafted. Shaq Barrett had internet guys like me saying, you know, he's he's too fat. He's he's not going to translate to the next lead. And by the way, I never said Shaq was too fat, but you, you get the point. You know, people with podcasts, people that, you know, write blogs or whatever, write journalists, whatever you want to refer to yourself as, you know, they all said Shaq wouldn't translate. Guess what? He's about to get paid, y'all. And he should have been the defensive player of the year. And I feel very strongly about that. But uh, I'm rooting for Jamal. I'm rooting for Hawk. I'm rooting for Bates. All of these guys, you know, if if they come through the program and and they handle themselves well, then, then I'll always root for them, especially at the next level. And that's how I feel. So hopefully they're able to to get that opportunity. I do think Jamal will get an opportunity to work out at a at a local day if I, I mean, that would be, that would be negligent by the Broncos to, to at least not bring him in. So I think given their history, you know, they, they found Josh Watson, they found Shaquille Barrett, they found Capri Bibbs, they found all these guys. I, I'm sure they'll bring him in. If not, you know, there's always, you know, there's always Minnesota and Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak is the reason that BC Johnson is up there and, you know, BC reached out to Hawk today. So the CSU connections, they are everywhere. It'll be fun to see where these guys all line up, where they all end up. Here is some audio from Jalen Bates talking about his performance today, and then we will be back tomorrow. What are your thoughts on today? Do you feel like you did enough to impress the scouts? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I did okay. I mean, I was like, I mean, I was looking more so into like 
like blowing the roof off this place. But I mean, I really didn't. But I mean, I, I still feel like I did like um, better than I mean, I mean, way better than ever. So I, mean, I feel like I did pretty good. So did you get any good. feedback on things yeah. you need to work on moving forward? Not so much like feedback on your um, like what I need to work on. But they told me, I mean, like um, like um, I had a good day. And just, I mean, they're going to keep in contact and stuff. I mean, I talked to a few teams, so I mean, it was a lot of good feedback. And I uh, wish it was um, negative feedback, too, so I can know what I can work on. So. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice But water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV's Got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like non